Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones, and we are back again. I Hi, how are you doing, Cheryl? I'm good. I'm having a really great day. How are you? I'm, I'm blessed, abundantly, highly favored, and deeply loved of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, you mentioned something in the last podcast that struck a chord with me in my spirit. And I don't know if you've been to my YouTube channel for the one that was released today. I did. I watched it this morning. Did you, do you remember the title of it? Or do you want me to remind you? Uh, something about the uh, enemy's playbook. Right. And it was you saying to me, I think it might have been after the podcast when you said, well, you're exposing the enemy's playbook. You're giving it to people. All they have to do is understand how he works. Right. And you're, you're giving it to, I said, yes, I'm giving it to them for free. And she, you said, yeah, they, they, if nobody has ever really explained how he works and you're, you get into the enemy's playbook. So I borrowed right. that term <laughs> to put on the title of the YouTube teaching because that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Unmask you know, the sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, that's really, you know, what, what we've been talking about for a while, you know, is, is his playbook. And that's why mm -hmm. I use the term because, you know, some of the things that, that we're dealing with today and some of the, the podcasters that we listen to, one in particular, is always talking about the other side's playbook. You know, mm -hmm. well, we know that the enemy has a playbook the same as we do. Right. So... We just, but he we just know what his is. is. Yeah, we know right. what his is. So the problem, the problem is, a lot of the body of Christ has never been taught that he has one. Right. I mean, before I started, the Lord started revealing these things to me. You know, decades ago, I was told the enemy was a defeated foe, which he is. He and is. He, yeah. He's and he's stupid, which he can be, but uh, he really isn't. Right. You know, the book of Genesis talks about the about the serpent being more subtle than all the creatures of the earth. Well, he entered the serpent. Yeah. And it's the subtlety that'll get you. If right. If you don't understand how he works. <laughs> right. right. He's uh, very, like I said just a minute ago, he's very cunning. He's manipulative. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. he he knows what he's doing. He absolutely and, knows what he's doing because he used to work for the good side. Yeah. And that's a, that's another thing is that, you know, the, the devil can the, can quote scripture to us. He knows scripture better than we do, you know, mm -hmm. because why? Well, he was he was in heaven for, you know, a very long time. He he knows everything that happens up there. He knew he was there when scripture. I don't know if he was there when scripture was created or when Jesus was there and um, but what I'm saying is he's, he's been there. He was up there for a very long time. So he right. knew the inner workings. He was with God. You know, God loved him as much as he loved, you know, everyone else up there. And so he's he's well aware of what mm -hmm. the scriptures are. And he even quoted mm -hmm. them to Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. when Jesus. Was but there. he twisted them. He did. But he twisted. He did, and that's what he still does. That's what he does with us, right? Yeah. So we're so we're going to talk about that. You know, the Lord 
I don't remember. I think it might be in Ezekiel, but I'd have to look it up. But the word refers to him before he fell as the anointed cherub. Uh -huh. Too many believers have not ever studied the anointing. They've never studied what the anointing is. And they don't understand that they have that same anointing because they have Jesus. Right. And the enemy knows that they have that anointing. And so he wants that anointing. He has no power anymore because Jesus took his power in hell. Right. So the only way he took, Jesus took the keys of hell and death. So the only way he, Satan can have power is by taking our anointing. And having us use our anointing against ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the only way he can exercise power. Right. Because in and of himself, he doesn't have any. That's right. one of the reasons I get so upset about Hollywood, because they try to depict anything about redoing, redoing the exorcist now, from what I understand. And, you know, they're, they, they're always trying to make him look like he's so big and bad. And it's going to be so hard to defeat him. Not when you understand yeah. his playbook. <laughs> right. When you understand his playbook, it's not hard. Because he's, right. he's very, along with being manipulative and such a liar, he's also very methodical. So once you understand his methods, it's finished. Yeah. Go to Luke 4, please. We've, we've talked about this before, but this is where the Lord wanted me to start. Okay. All right. Luke 4, in my version, it's read in verse 18 and 19. This is something Jesus said. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now that pretty much covers anything that Jesus, everything Jesus could and did do. Right. And I'm looking for something that just came up in my spirit. Hopefully I can find it. I know it's in John. Uh, John 14, verse 12. This is again in red. Okay. Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Right. People want to say like that woman that you saw on social media, you know, you pray and God does it because we don't have any power. But right there, Jesus said she's she's not calling Jesus a liar, apparently, without realizing it, because yeah. he said we would do the same things he did and even greater works because he's going to his father. Right. We have an anointing on us. 
And for somebody who wants to argue with that, I'm going to, when the scripture has two references about the two or three witnesses, the truth is established. Go to John 2. Verses, I have to look at my notes. John 2, 1 John 2, 20, excuse me, but it's 1 John. 1 John, okay. 1 John 2.20. But you have an unction from the Holy Ghost, and you know all things. When you look up that word unction in the Greek, which I did, it is in the Greek number 5545, which means anointing. So you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You don't know all yeah. things in yourself. You know all things in the Holy One. Right. People are, they have been so beaten down by what's been going on over, over the last several years. And because churches are not teaching this type of thing, they are not factoring in the anointing of God that's in them to overcome. That's right. And all it takes is somebody who's not taught very well, who doesn't know the word very well, who can quote every scripture but doesn't have any revelation knowledge about the scriptures they quote. Mm -hmm. All it takes is for the, one of the little demons to whisper in the ear, you don't really have the power to do anything with that. You need to leave that alone. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. And the person will not do what they need to do. The Lord will be in their spirit saying, go lay hands on that person and they'll get be healed. And the, and the enemies, that little demon saying, no, they won't. You don't have any healing power. If the person has enough teaching, they'll say, you're right. I don't. Jesus said it does. And he's in me. That's good. The right. enemy spends all his time trying to deceive, trying to manipulate, because, as I said last week, he hates us. We have every bit of power and authority and dominion that he wanted. Right. We are made in the image of God. We don't have to do anything but just live on this earth, and he hates us. That's right. So he is going to try to manipulate your words, your emotions, your thoughts, so that he can make you, cause you to act against the word yourself, uh -huh. speak against what you believe you receive yourself, because every bit of power that you have then works against you. And because yeah. there is spiritual law that exists, God is obligated to, to keep that spiritual law intact. He can't say, oops, Susie Q said the wrong thing. Well, I know what she meant, and I will just ignore that part of spiritual law, because if he was to do that one time, he would then be a liar. And because Satan is the father of all liars, he would then be in charge of God. Yeah. And God is not going to give up his authority and dominion to a, to a fallen angel. Right. 
and people will say, well, why isn't God, why doesn't God do something? Why aren't you doing something? <laughs> Not you, but exactly. I mean, the person. God's, if they want something. God's you, waiting for you. Right. That's why, well, you know, God's Correct. waiting for you. I had a, a conversation with my son, if you don't mind me interjecting this real quick. No, go um, ahead. You know, he had a really rough few days last week. And, you know, I was being bombarded with text messages, you know. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. of course, he was speaking very negatively about a lot of things. And I keep trying to tell him, you know, you have to stop doing this. You have to stop doing this. And, you know, one of the things I ended up telling him later, you know, um, I started trying to kind of teach him about the spiritual law. You know, that once you set, set it in motion, the only person who can reverse that is you, you know, so right. you have to, to stop saying, you know, all this negative stuff and start saying, you know, the word of God, start speaking the word of God over your situation, you know. So what I ended up doing was sending him a really long prayer that I wanted him to start praying over his day. You know, before he goes to work, he has to be at work at like 10 o'clock, you know, in the, in the morning. So I, I sent him this prayer and I said, before you go to work every morning, you pray this prayer over yourself, you know, pray it over your day, you know, have and you stop. Have you have discussed, discussed the, what? the quantum, the quantum realm with him at all? Is he we at all interested in science? Because he's, he's putting things in motion for those particles to move and collapse in the direction he's speaking yeah we we have had that conversation a little bit um and this is interesting because i had told him i was talking about him with him and this was several months ago um about um you know the the quantum world and the quantum field and all those things along those lines we were having that conversation and how it relates to you know um god and you know, God without science, or science without God, you know, God is the basis of it, you know, his word and, and uh, everything like along those lines, we were having that conversation. And for some reason, mm -hmm. he goes, well, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, mom, but you know, I really kind of need to have some kind of scientific basis behind it. And we weren't really talking about science by itself at that time, we were talking about some other things, too. But he's like, you know, I just kind of need some scientific proof. So I have been giving him that and showing him where it says in the word and then where it relates to quantum science or quantum um, mechanics and quantum um, faith and all those things. He's starting to get it. You know, did, it, you, did you know there's, there's this author that has a website and on that website, there's free links to YouTube videos discussing the quantum quantum physics and quantum mechanics and how it relates to faith well gosh i wonder who that author is i think can you think her name, name? i think her name is vivian l miller and the, the website is vivianlmiller.com <laughs> and it's yeah. all free her books are on there too but that the, the whole study of the quantum world and how faith interacts with the quantum world is on that website. Right. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I know that, you know, being that it's free, 
Nobody wants anything that's free these days. <laughs> Not. Right. The thing, the, the thing of it is, and that's, you know, that's something you could just send him the link. Poke around. Yeah. Look at the look at the quantum. Click the links and go to the quantum teaching. And the YouTube channel that I started, there's a link to, to go directly to the channel because I don't have, a, you know, a million subscribers yet. So it's sometimes hard to find for some people. But the link to subscribe is right there. And it'll go right to YouTube. I mean, how much easier can it be? I cannot come to each one of your homes and open your mouth and shove it down your throat. Right. I don't have the time. And frankly, I don't have the patience. Because I've taken years to, to learn this stuff. And I'm sharing it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Because my heart's desire is that people walk free out of all this bondage we've been put under as a country, as a church, as a nation, as a, as a, a world. Mm -hmm. The enemy is behind all of this. It's all spiritual. Right. And I was listening to a podcast this morning. I won't say who it was. But that person had a guest on that had been deceived by the whole um, gender-affirming care and talked about the hor horrific experience they had. Uh -huh. And the whole time, I'm, I didn't listen to all of it, but the whole time I was listening, what I kept thinking was the mindset that started with this person as a young person. Had the parents known, they could have they could have gotten that person free before any of this happened. Yeah, I agree with that. Because that is spiritual as well. Yeah. And do you know one of the weapons that the enemy is using in this particular case, especially with gender-affirming care, as long as we're t talking about it for a second, is that, you know, when, you, when the parents take their children to these doctors, and this is what really burns me up about this, it's one of the many things that burns me up about this. But what they're doing is they're telling these parents, and while this child is sitting right there, so they're telling the child, too, that if you don't do this, if you don't allow your child to transition, your child is going to kill themselves. You know, mm -hmm. your child is going to die. That's the manipulation that they are using. And we they're, know that's they're, a lot of the enemy. They're, spe they're speaking it over. Exactly. And if the parents don't understand the quantum realm and how the quantum realm cooperates with the words that are spoken, they are not going to negate those words. Right. Right. And the person being interviewed on this interview was 22 years old and has wow. no, as a 22-year-old, as a has no, um, still not well, still not whole. And yeah. has never developed any kind of um, relationship or has no no actual libido because of all right. the stuff that's happened to them. Yeah. They almost died. Yeah. And it's been it's been proven, you know, in many of the the case studies in that particular case is that, you know, most of happened after transition, not before. You know, so right. there's still an opportunity you know, to, to save that child from all of that pain mm -hmm. and 
discomfort and, and, and you know and maiming <laughs> yeah it, 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 it breaks my heart yeah it's it's very it's very it's a very difficult thing but the problem is that the enemy has very strategically over my lifetime and probably I know over yours we're both the same age I think you're like you know what a year older than I am maybe so the well, since you're only 21 you know yeah and I think you're like what 22 <laughs> no, I'm so 25 that, oh you're 25 okay so you're a few years older but the, the enemy has very strategically through my lifetime and also my parents lifetime worked it so that people are further and further and further away from God and yeah. further and further and further away from from the godly solution that that he has because none of his solutions are temporary and none of them are like well let's see if this works try this you don't have to try it once you understand how faith works you can use your faith in every single arena and see victory and overcome every single circumstance and walk free yep And people will say, well, I'm not a slave. Yeah, if you're in debt, you're a slave. If you're right. afraid to leave your house because somebody might hurt you, you're a slave. If you think right. that you have to have a gun in your house, not that I'm against guns because I'm not. I, I'm, I'm actually a good shot. But if, if, you, if, you're, if you think you need a gun in your house because that's the only protection you have, then you're not looking at Psalm 91. Right. There's nothing wrong with having a gun. Just don't depend on that to save you. Right. Psalm 91 is far more, far more protection. You'll never need <laughs> to pull the gun out of the drawer or take it out of the closet if you're using Psalm 91. Right. right. It's maybe giggle for a second because I, I got this visual all of a sudden. Uh, you know, because I pray Psalm 91 over in, in our land every every night. You know, and right. I plead the blood over it and bloodline, and I I do all these things because I know right. that's where my protection is. Um, but I just had this visual of you know, what if I go out every night and fire off a few shots, you know, in the air, you know, just to let people know that they they can't come to my house. You know, is that really going to protect me? Absolutely not. No, you'll you'll, you'll they'll somebody will call the police and they'll come and arrest you for shooting your gun out in the middle that's of right. the <laughs> of the of city. Within the city right. yeah. I mean, that's what will happen. It's not, that's or somebody will come and take it away from you. you know? Yeah. Now, I don't know. Really? I do actually own own firearms. You know, I do, and I know if anybody were to come in the house, that I would probably have to use it. I, that's not going to happen, though. But, um, you know, my my faith is in God, and my dependency is on on the Lord and His Word. So that's right. What I do. But then you. But then I should say that you live in Texas. I and do. Very few tex Texans are without a gun. Right. Very few. Very few. So, yeah. So go to Galatians 5. Okay. I have uh, very little on the social media platform that I'm on. I have very, very little response. But I posted this scripture a couple of days ago and somebody retrieved it. So it, it touched somebody, which I guess is better than that, not at all. Um, Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ, or in that, and that word Christ is not its last name, 
Christ is the anointed, refers to the anointed one and his anointing. Wherewith the anointed one and his anointing has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That scripture is full of, of revelation. If you look at it, read it in yours, please. Okay. Galatians 1, 5, or 5, 1. 5, 1, all right. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. See, it, even in yours, it has, it has a lot of revelation. Stand fast. The way it reads in mine is stand fast, which means you can't just stand there. You have to dig in your heels. Dig in your heels, therefore, in the liberty or in the freedom wherewith the anointed one and his anointing has made us free. Past tense, has made us free. We yeah. are already free. In other words, dig in and don't let someone take you away from that freedom. Don't let right. it be stolen from you. Amen. And be not entangled again. So that means you were entangled at some point, or you wouldn't have said again. Right? right. Right. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Right. So he's saying you were you were in a yoke of bondage. Now stand fast in the freedom that you were given. Hold on to that freedom as tightly as you can. Do right. not let it go. Do not go back to the bondage you were in. Right. Got it. We, all of us who are born again, and know the word, know we're already free. So why are we acting like we're not? Right. Every one of us. Yeah, every one of us, if you think about it, and I'm including myself, every one of us, we have areas in our lives where we're not acting free. Well, that's true. And I'm constantly looking for, like I told you before we started the podcast, I am constantly, when I read the word, I'm looking for answers. Have I read it before? Oh, yeah, many times. But reading it is one thing. Meditating it to find an answer is a whole different thing. Yeah. I met you in around 2012. Is that about right? 13. Okay. So we've known each other 10 years. Right. Ten years ago when you met me, I was meditating four scriptures a day. I had been meditating those four scriptures at least a decade before I met you. And I am still to this day meditating those four scriptures every morning. I'm not saying that to, to you know make myself look good. I have a point here and I'm getting to it. Two days ago after meditating these scriptures for roughly 20 years, two days ago, I got revelation on Psalm 23.1. Okay. How long have I meditated? About two decades. Wow. And I've been getting revelation all along, but I, I said to the Lord, I said, I want to see it see this i've been meditating this for a long time for years i want to see this scripture from your standpoint show me something i haven't seen before and all of a sudden out of my mouth came all this this is what because i'm meditating psalm 
23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He started showing me where the shepherd is operating in my life. And I started saying, the shepherd is doing this, the shepherd is doing this, the shepherd is doing this, you are taking me to a different level, you're doing this, you're doing this, and it just came out of my spirit. Yeah, I remember you saying something about that recently, uh, but you were saying so, something. I came out two days ago, I haven't even told you about it. So that happened a few, that happened to me recently, but it happened to me again two days ago. Huh. The word is living. It is a living word. That, that is why in the quantum world, when you speak the word of God, it is in superposition over that circumstance because that word, none of us have full revelation on any one scripture. But the quantum world will obey that word. Angels yeah. obey that word. Devil yeah. cannot go past that word. Right. So when you speak that word and the Lord gives you revelation, you're able to see more than you could see before, which means without vision, my people perish. Remember? It says that in yeah. what, Hosea 4 6? 4 6. Yeah. Without vision, my people perish. Well, the Lord's been enlivening, enlivening or bringing life to my vision. Amen. And then after, after meditating Psalm 23.1, the next scripture I meditate is uh, Psalm 75, 6 and 7. Promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But love is the judge, says God is the judge. But I always say love, because God is love. But love is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. Because of what I had come out of my spirit in Psalm 23.1, when I got to Psalm 75, 2 and, uh, 6 and 7, other things came out that hadn't come out before. Uh -huh. The word constantly builds on itself. And when you are meditating the word and you are purposing to find answers, the answers come. Right. Not once have I had the Lord say to me, you asked me too many questions, go away. <laughs> or you don't need to know that ever. Right, right. Sometimes they'll say, I can't tell you that because it's, you know, it's private. It's that person's privacy. I can't divulge that to you. Mm -hmm. But that's different because he won't tell your secrets, Cheryl. Right. To anybody. He won't tell mine to anybody. And there's times when I've asked him things and he says, I can't tell you that. That's between me and them. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He's not like your gossipy neighbor that sees something embarrassing and tells everybody. Yeah, thank God for that. But the enemy is. Oh, yes, of course he is. Because he will entice you to do something that's very embarrassing or very beneath you or very unbecoming of you or something that would embarrass you. And after he entices you to do it, he'll make sure somebody finds out about it. Yeah. Preferably with some somebody with a big mouth, right? Or a lot of <laughs> or a lot of sway in your, in your life to where they can tell yeah. everybody you know, right? 
I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. So have I. It is absolutely vital that we give him nothing to work with. That's right. Especially with the, the days that we have ahead of us. I don't know if you've been keeping up on Julie's words. Yeah, she's, a little bit. She's gotten several. She's gotten several live on that. She'll start out with just a. She's going to do a teaching or whatever, and she'll say, "I've been. I'm listening to Lord. I know he wants to speak." And he's. She's done that where it's been live, several times in the last week and a half. She's had some powerful things to say lately. Mm hmm. She pre-records when she's going away, but she's. And she is going to be pre, she's pre-recording for next week because she's the Lord told her to take a time off again to go pray. The last time she did, she thought she was doing it for 24 hours and she ended up doing it for several days. Yeah. But we're headed into some really, really, we're in dangerous times, but we're headed into some really, really challenging times. Mm-hmm. And if a person isn't grounded in the word, they won't make it because everything that they're depending on is going to, is not going to be there for them to depend on. Right. Go to Psalm 112. I had no idea how, what direction this was going today, but it's very interesting. <laughs> I'm finding myself go, hmm, this is really interesting. 112, you said? 112, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, this is one that I pray over, my, over everybody that I pray over every day. Where the Lord wants me to focus in on, and I want you to read it out of yours when I get, when I find it here. Okay. Um. Verse 6, one, Psalm 112, verse 6. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Read 6, 7, and 8 in yours, please. Okay. Says God comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Oh, sorry, that was five. Um, six. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. I like mine better. Yes, because it emphasizes how important it is for you not to be moved. Right. Or for me not to be moved. This is in the Amplified Classic. He will not be moved forever. The uncompromisingly righteous, the upright in right standing with God shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting leaning on and being confident in the Lord. 
His heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his desire established upon his adversaries. That's pretty rich. Oh, yeah. I want to see it in the Young's literal just because I'm curious. Four, this is literal, so it, it reads funny sometimes because it is translated literally with no words added. For to the age he is not moved, for a memorial age during, oh, for a memorial age during enduring is the righteous. Of an evil report he is not afraid. Prepared is his heart, confident in Jehovah. Sustained is his heart, he fears not till he look on his adversaries. Oh, that's good. And again, that's you know, even though it's not, doesn't talk just like we talk, it's really strong. Mm -hmm. Verse eight, sustained in his heart, he fears not till he look upon his, on his adversaries. Right. You're sustained in your heart. Which goes back to the King James, his heart is his heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees desire upon his enemies. Right. Amen. I don't know how many people you know that you can say for sure have a fixed heart. I can't count very many that I know. Yeah. I don't think I can either. I can count on one hand. Probably me as well. Mm -hmm. All that just one and, hand. Have some fingers left over. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I, the thing of it is, you know, because of where I live, um, I'm surrounded by people that are religious. They they all go to a certain type of denomination, certain type of church, but they don't know they don't know the word. Mm -hmm. I know God is gracious but I'm not really sure how any of them are going to stand through all of this. I don't have the answer to that. Question. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be difficult for a lot of them. Yep. We absolutely cannot afford to allow the enemy to take us off track. Right. We cannot afford for him to get us caught up in gossip or contention or strife or division or anger, resentment, accusation, condemnation, criticism. We talked about the, what the Lord had been doing with both of us. You know, this week I haven't prayed in the spirit nearly as much as I have the last two weeks before. Oh, yeah? You know, Remember what I told you, the Lord gave me the answer to what to do when I was wanting to speak criticism or, or, or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not speaking in tongues nearly as much as I was last week or the week before. 
Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I'm still, I'm praying in the spirit, but yeah. I'm no longer having to do, I only had to do that that I can remember this week, like twice. Right. Just stop myself from criticizing or condemning someone. Yeah. The enemy does not want me praying in the spirit, Cheryl. Of course not. And when I wouldn't say those words he wanted me to say over situations and people and circumstances turn it the way he wants it to go and all I did was pray in the spirit then I'm getting revelation knowledge he doesn't want that right I've said multiple times I'm all about results so is he and he was getting the wrong results <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Multiple times a day to maybe twice this week. <laughs> what does that tell you? Well, you know, when you when you said that to me last, well, was it last week or when we were Yeah, it was last that? week. Yeah. You know, that's that's that's, that's wisdom. Yeah. You know, you should just instead of you know, criticizing and saying those things you know you you just start praying in the spirit so I started doing that and I've noticed that I haven't had to do it nearly as much nearly as much you know because the last time I did it um you know the the only I'll be honest with you the, the conviction was so strong and to the point of where it it hurt my heart so much that I I really literally wanted to cry because mm-hmm. I know what I said to that person, I couldn't take, I couldn't take it back, right? You know, and I, I hate that I even put it out there. So, you know, I've been very, very careful to not do that. And when I find myself doing it, I, I'm, I very quickly stop it because I just, I absolutely don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to give the enemy right. any reason whatsoever to use something mm-hmm. against me or hold something over my head. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's a good practice, though, you know, and I highly recommend it. Really, it, it, you know, it really has helped both of us, apparently. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I'll hear those those thoughts in my head and my even my mouth might even start. Just, and then I'll just pray in the spirit. I won't let it come out of my mouth. I'll just go, no, nope, not doing that. And I had right. two people today. I guess I should tell you. Yeah, I'm deaf. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me because he had told me that I was supposed to share this and I completely forgot and I, before the podcast started. I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to remind me. I should have written down. I apologize for not writing down what you told me this morning. He said, share with them what you do on your, because I have a, a day job. Mm-hmm. My day job is working at a call center. My day job is working in the fraud department of a call center. Thank you for calling so-and-so. This is Vivian. How may I assist you? That's my whole day. And the Lord wanted me to tell, to share this because he wanted me to tell you how I learned to pray in that environment. I have been in call centers in three different call centers over 18 years span. When I first started my first call center job, I prayed over my day, but I didn't know the kind of calls I was going to end up getting. I didn't know how mean 
spirited people can be and are because they're run by evil spirits. Right. And the Lord said to me this morning when I was in the shower, which is why I didn't write it down right away. And I thought, oh, I'll remember. But then I thank you, Lord, for reminding me now before I ended the podcast. He said, tell them how much that has changed. Because in the beginning, I would just pray over the day and say, thank you, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over my day. And, and you know, thank you, Lord, that I have a, a peaceful day. Now, when I pray over my day, I take authority over those principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I command the day to be peaceful. And I say to them, you will not speak in my presence at all. I will not hear spirit. I will not hear obscenities. I will not hear criticism, condemnation, accusation. I name a bunch of spirits. You will not speak to me. If you are going to speak that way, I, I tell the angels, go on, a, you're on assignment to take the calls of people that are either completely in, under the control of evil spirits or people that are yielding to evil spirits, cause them to not come to me. Because if those spirits come to me, they can't speak. So there's no point in me talking to them. Right. And the Lord reminded me this morning, I hadn't really thought about it. Not, you know, on per I mean, I hadn't really, it hadn't really clicked. There are times when I get called and nobody is on the line and I'll say, you know, my greeting, thank you for calling, blah, blah, blah. This is Vivian. How may I assist you? And I'll have to say my greeting three times and nobody ever answers. And then the, I hear the phone hang up. And the Lord said, every time that happens to you, those are people with evil spirits. And when they try to speak, they can't. Well, that's why they hang up. Yeah. It is not an accident that I get good people. I ask right. the Lord to send me people that need me to minister to them. And there are people that are, will say they're believers and I'll be able to give them a scripture or they'll give me a scripture. Man. And two today called, the first one was she was so adamant and so angry over this her order being canceled and multiple orders being canceled. And I was able to, I put her on hold to do what I needed to do. And while I, she was on hold, I put myself on mute and I said, I'm not having this argumentative spirit, this critical spirit. She's either going to, the spirit's either going to stop because I don't want to hear her complaining. I'm fixing it. So I don't want to hear her complain anymore. So either she hangs up or I get, her on the phone and not that spirit because I'm not listening to you. I've already taken authority over this. When I uh -huh. came back, she was quiet and she talked, but she wasn't, you know, almost, she was borderline abusive at the beginning yeah. of the call. And by the end of the call, she was thanking me so much for taking the time. She says, what was your name again? And I said, she says, are you so, are you Vivian? Because she had gotten the survey from me. And I said, yes, that's who I, right. she goes, you are Vivian. She goes, I said, yes. She says, I'm giving you a good star rating. She says, you took care of this for me. And I had this finally taken care of. And she was thanking me just over and over again. Thank you so much for, for fixing this for me. All right. I said, you're, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Because I was dealing with the person, not the spirit. All right. The second one that I had was right before I got off. 
And he had gone on and on and on and on about how many orders had been canceled. And I said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to see if I can figure out what the problem is because with this many cancellations, there's usually something else going on and I'm willing to take that time. It may take me a minute or two, but can you answer? Well, nobody's been able to fix it so far, blah, 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 on and on and on. I said, I understand, but now you have me. I didn't want to say, I couldn't say to him because of where I work. I'm anointed, I'm anointed so I can take care of this. I said to him, let me, let me see what I can figure out. Give me some time. And by the way, tell me the other email you used because he had been through a, a whole adventure of stuff that they had tried to get this to stop. Is it give me the other? And I, he didn't know I had already found it. <laughs> I'd already found it. He just confirmed it. He didn't know he confirmed it, but I had already found it because we have tools. Right. And so I was able to go through and, and I have the wisdom of God and I have the anointing, which the other ones that I work with don't. So I said, let me, let me put you on hold. Let me see. And well, no one else knew. I said, well, I, I can't say for sure that I'm going to find something, but let me at least give it a try because I'm willing to help you. He said, okay. So I put him on hold and I went digging and I found out what the root of the problem was. And I came back and told him what the root of the problem is. He said, but we make call after call. I said, but it was never addressed by us. You only spoke to one other person in the, he said, but I called customer service. I said, but customer service can't fix it. They don't have the same permissions we have and they don't have the same tools we have and they don't have the same knowledge base we have. The last person you spoke to was from my team and she did what she should, what she was supposed to do. I said, if you, if it would make you feel better, I've already fixed it for you now. But if you would make, if you make you feel better, I'll stay on the phone while you place the order and I'll stay on the phone with you. So he, he kind of rattled around and did that. And he, I said, as soon as you get that order number, I want that order number from you. So he gave me the order number and I went into my back you know, the tools that I have. And I double checked and I said, okay, you're good. He goes, well, yeah, if it doesn't cancel again, I said, it won't. I said, when I asked you for that order number, I said, I went into my tools. He says, but I can't, I looks fine now for my, I said, you're looking at something else. I'm looking at something you can't see. And I'm telling you, it's fine. It will not happen again. The tone, the, the tone, the, the, the mood, the words, everything changed completely turned around and he said to me he says you know when I called he says I wanted to yell at you and I wanted to just just you know really tongue lash you he says but I felt like it wasn't the right thing to do to take it out on you and he said I said thank you for not doing that and he says I'm so glad I did because you actually fixed it I said, the people you were speaking to did not have the, the authority to do anything with it. Right. That's why it was, nothing got done. It's about knowing who you are and using the authority you've been given. That's right. Amen. If you met a prince and he was next in line to the throne, and he asked you to marry him and you married him, would you still act like Cheryl from Texas when you went to live in the palace and became the princess ready to become a queen? No.
your life would completely change. Would it not? Ex extensively. Yeah. Right. What would be the point then of after you were already in the palace or, or now he's become king and you're now the queen? Be in the palace going, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to Blue Lake Tech. I'm just going to leave all this behind and just go to Blue Lake, Texas. I understand that. You wouldn't. Why would you give up the, give up the royal everything? Well, that's what we have. We have royalty. We are, we are already, we've already been given royal status. Why would you give that up? Right. To go sit in the gutter with everybody else. To become a victim of circumstances like everybody else. Yeah. I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. That's right. Praise God. I remember years ago, I was going through a really tough time and I was complaining to somebody that I knew. And she looked at me and didn't say a word. And when I finally shut up and I went on, for, I, I was new at this and I went on and on and on about how bad everything was. And she just looked at me and waited for me to finish. And then she looked at me and said, do you want the sympathy or the victory? Oh, wow. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but it was true. Yeah, it is. And I didn't, I needed to hear that at that point. I wasn't always like this. I have people say, well, you just think you're so much better. No, I was there. I'm never going back there. I now know I'm royalty. I'm not going back to the gutter. I'm not going to go live in a cardboard box now. I live in the palace. Right. I'm holding fast to the liberty with, wherewith Christ may be free. I'm not going to be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Amen. And that's a decision I, I can't make for anybody but me. That's right. But if someone has the ability to be part of the royal family, why would they want anything less? It's hard to imagine why anybody would. I don't think anybody would, you know. I mean, once Except you get a people that are... Go ahead. I just think yeah. once you get a taste of, of royalty, you know, and um, what that's like, you know, I, I can't mm -hmm. see anybody wanting to give that up, you know, and that's what we have. Mm-hmm. In Christ, because we are there joint. Are few, we we have a few people in the body that have never been taught this and think they're unworthy worms. Well, you can be a worm if you want. The earth has plenty of them. I don't. I won't be one. Yeah. It's 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 difficult to break out of that mentality. It really, really is. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, when I was coming into the spirit-filled walk, you know, I had, I'd never been exposed to it, didn't even know it was a thing. 
speaking in tongues, had never heard of it, you know. Um, and I was around 20, 23 years old, I think, at the time. And so it was all very, ago. yeah, just a couple of years ago. It was all very new to me. And they're, they're talking to me about, you know, you're a new creation. You know, you come into Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Well, I was still living in the old because that had been my life for the first, you know, 20 something years of my life up to that point that had been my life, you know? Right. And I remember struggling through a lot of things and not being able to receive. Yeah. I had to learn to receive the love of God and it took a very long time. It took a lot of healing um, in order to do that. But I remember my pastor's wife had given me a book and the title of that book um, was, and it's a long title, so bear with me. It says, the title of the book was, Lord, I have felt like a worm so for so long, it's hard to think like a butterfly. And But I read the book, and it was, it was pretty awesome. It was a, a woman's conversation with, with God. It was just her mm-hmm. and God having this entire conversation throughout this book. And how there, there was a, finally a transformation at the end of it, you know. Right. So that, um, I think that's a, a, a big issue within the body of Christ is that sometimes when we've been in the dirt for so long, you know, it's hard to feel worthy of anything. Mm-hmm. But it's a process. It's a process. The first, the first book that I was given when I first came into the Uncompromised Word was Kenneth Hagin Sr.'s book, Right and Wrong Thinking. Very short book. Very short book, but full of revelation. And I read that book over and over and over and over and over. Excellent book. Well, I did not know how this was going to go. Glory be to God, because we covered some things today. Yeah, we did. And Yeah, we did. We covered some ground that I didn't even know we were going to cover, but I'm very grateful. It's time to stand up, people. Don't be afraid to stand up because the Lord is right there with you. He'll help you stand up. He'll help you stay stand and stand fast. He'll help you do that. So let him. He's waiting for an opportunity. Give him one. Yeah. So until next time, Walk by faith, walk in courage, walk in the anointing. The anointed one is in you, so you can walk in the anointing and defeat the dark.